Hey guys, this is Liz Cambage. This is Nikki Collins. What up, guys? This is Epic Starks. Hey, this is Imani Lee Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. WNBA Nation. We got another team preview for you. That's right. We're releasing these in quick succession. So if you aren't caught up, get caught up because we've got a lot of basketball to talk about and preview before it actually starts on Friday the 6th. So today, Logan and I are going to be talking about the Washington Mystics. Logan, before we do so, tell everybody how they can interact with us. You can interact with us on Twitch when we record our uh, episodes live. Oh, man, I'm doing what you did a couple episodes ago. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, <laughs> it just, it just your brain just um, folded okay, up and okay. onto itself. Twitch, we get on Twitch and we record and you can talk to us and we can interact and it's super fun. And we just haven't been doing it for these previews because we're kind of motoring through them. Uh, but we're going to be back doing that during the regular season. Uh, we also have a website, WNBANation.com, which is the hub for all the other ways that you can find and interact with us, including our really awesome store that we've worked really hard on, a blog that I, I know we're going to be working hard on. Kyle's been carrying the load for that so far, but I'm really excited for, to get you guys some written content uh, on Twitter at WNBANationPod. That's at WNBANationPod. We're going to probably have links to all those things I just mentioned, plus the conversation News and notes will always be going on over there. So if you are new to the league, this is your first time listening to one of our episodes, go ahead and just like pause right now, follow WMUNation.com, WMUNation Pod, and then you'll just be like in the flow. Like the season's going to start. You'll get caught up on everything. And you're just going to slowly be like, I wasn't into the WNBA, but now I am because these guys (laughs) are keeping me informed. Plus, we love retweeting other people's content. And so if you're looking for other people to follow, all you got to do is follow us and we will just bring them to you. All right. We'll bring other great WNBA content to your eyes and ears uh, across the board. Logan, we have, I think, maybe one of the most interesting teams to talk about. Uh, the Washington Mystics. In 2020 and 2021 have kind of, well, honestly, for the last three seasons, it has been an absolute epic of uh, just all (laughs) over the board for this Washington Mystics franchise, going from champions to missing the playoffs, losing franchise favorites and picking up other ones and then losing those ones within a year. (laughs) It has been just bonkers. For the Washington Mystics, it has been a roller coaster ride for every Mystics fan for the last three seasons. Are we going to finally get some sense of normalcy back in Washington, D.C.? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of no, course sorry, not. Was, I, I do. I agree with the word epic because a lot of times epics end kind of tragically, but mm-hmm. not without some adventure first. Um, <laughs> no, I actually, I'm really excited about the Mystics this year. I think it's going to be a tough year to be a borderline team because, as we've mentioned, there's going to be so many good rosters that have played together for so many years that want to win a championship this year. But the Mystics have one of the best players on the planet probably returning. And they've got a plan. Agreed. And Alicia Clark, I cannot wait. Yeah. I'm so pumped. Like, just, did you see? Sorry, there was I'm, a tweet. 
The I'm an day, Alicia Clark like fanboy. I'll just throw that I, out I there. I was so. talking about Dylan Don, but I like where you took it, so I'm gonna follow you there. Um, right. She was tweeting out the other day that she's just she's been playing five on five, and like her teammates and people that she's playing against are reacting like, "Oh, like you're." I think she's back. Like, okay, let's back go more than maybe she was before. Yes, uh, which we're all. I think that matters. So the Mystics team that we've kind of been like waiting to see if they would peek out of the bushes the last couple of years. Like, like, are you in there? Like you're injured, you're overseas and like, all right, just punt the season. That's fine. Like, I think they might make an appearance this year and that's going to make mm. it a lot more fun to watch. I agree. Um, Washington finished last season in 2021 as the number nine seed, just missing out on the playoffs with a record of 12 and 20. Um, they finished the last 10 games with a record of four and six. Not terrible, but exactly the kind of ending that you would expect from a team that was, you know, in the back third of the, uh, of the league. So Washington just barely missing the playoffs, one game out, one win away from, from making a playoff appearance. Um, however, I do think that there's some context that needs to be made. If you are new to the league and you don't know what's gone on with the Washington Mystics, here's the, the 30 second Reader's Digest version. The Washington Mystics, uh, uh, for a couple years had been absolutely loaded with talent, some big time names. Most of you will be most familiar with Elena Deladon, uh, who's kind of one of the faces of the league, faces of Nike basketball just across the board. Fantastic player, but she's not a there's been a lot of other players um, that have added to this this team that following that championship season heading into obviously a crazy 2020 uh, bubble year and then a 2021 season where so many of their top players went down with major injuries. Um, Washington has taken a couple major steps back that seem to mostly have been out of their control. Deladon, Alicia Clark. Um, Emma uh, have both battled injuries. Emma Meeseman with a lot of overseas commitments. Uh, they've had all kinds of of issues with just just getting their roster, which on paper looks so good, but getting them on the basketball court together has been an absolute nightmare for the Mystics uh, front office. Hopefully, with f- eighteen fingers crossed, as many fingers crossed as, as you can possibly imagine, this roster is. Back and they are healthy, which means we might actually get to see what their potential truly is. So that's kind of the long and short of the last couple, the last couple seasons of the Washington Mystics. We haven't said things like that for other teams, but for Washington in particular, it's really important that you understand context when we go to talk about this team in particular. Logan. Speaking of the Washington Mystics, um, they, the last couple seasons with Deladon out have had a couple players step up and be a big time front court presence. Last season, obviously Tina Charles filling in that major role, but last season on a secondary note and the season before as well, Maisha Hines Allen definitely stepped up and had some fantastic seasons. Do you think that that's going to, you know, be really effective for Washington moving forward? Having getting her and some of these other players some better experience where uh, under normal circumstances they may not have had that opportunity. 
Yeah, it definitely helps develop those other players. Um, and it's not the way that you would prefer to develop players, but it is a way to get players in the game and get them playing time. I really do think a lot of this season for Washington hinges still on their star. Um, if Deladon's not out there, they're probably at risk of being lost in the shuffle again, much like last year. Um, they also no longer have Tina Charles leading the team in points and rebounds every night, which Charles was a monster last year. Um, yes. And I, I think her absence, they just, I don't think they've really solved that. Um, I, I don't think this season is really the season they planned on solving that, but you lose a player like Charles who even during kind of their back breaking stretch in the middle of the season, like the bookend couple games around the Olympic break, especially Charles was going for 25 plus a night and 10 and they were losing every game. I mean, they just couldn't get wins. They were playing against a lot of good teams in a row, but um, just they could never put it together. And a lot of it was, I think they were putting too much on Charles's shoulders and now she's gone. So the, the new generation of this team starts here and it's going to be interesting to see if Deladon can reclaim her role as one of the most consistent star scorers in the league. When she's out there and healthy, she's going to play 30 minutes and get you 20 points. I mean, that's the baseline Elena Deladon experience is she, she can't be stopped. She's steady as they come. Um, everyone around her. I really like Alicia Clark. I really like Natasha cloud. I think Ariel Atkins at 25 still probably has a little bit left of her potential. Um, Maisha Hines Allen is also just 25. They have some interesting players, but this season's going to be tough for teams that are only interesting because there's a lot of teams that are already really great. So absolutely. I want them to emerge. I think it's more likely they get a little bit lost at the bottom of the standings. I think I, I can definitely see that this Washington mystics team for me, let's, well, let's just talk about a couple of the players that they've added. Uh, since last season. Um, obviously, we, we mentioned it multiple times. Deladon and Alicia Clark both coming back from injuries. They're going to be around. Um, they also bring in Elizabeth Williams, who's been playing the last several seasons down in Atlanta. And I think Elizabeth Williams is kind of an underrated big. I think that she's the type of player that can come in and actually uh, do pretty well in replacing some of that production that we saw from Tina Charles and Emma Mieseman in years past. I think that she can maybe not be quite that same level as those two players because those are like MVP finals, MVP type of players. I don't know if she's quite to that level, but I think she's serviceable um, in that role and being able to, to take some of that, uh, some of that off of, you know, Deladon and Heinz Allen and some of the other bigs. Um, and they also they brought in a they brought in a pretty decent uh, uh, draft pick. They got Shakira Austin, which I know that Coach Tebow was really stoked on. Uh, she's also another big out of Mississippi, uh, out of Ole Miss. Um, she's projected all across the board to be that number three pick, and that's exactly what Washington did with it. Um, and then they even have gone and brought. If any of you watched Olympic basketball. Last year, you all should know Rui Machida out of Japan because yes. she is absolutely phenomenal. Um, very undersized. She's going to look really small on a WNBA court. However, she's lightning quick and, uh, and f- from all that I've heard, she's been able to adapt pretty quickly to, uh, to this 
to the WNBA, you know, style and speed and whatnot. So excited to see if she ends up making uh, some impact there. Logan, do you think that some of these players that they brought in are going to be enough to uh, to really make the Washington Mystics the type of team that their fans are are hoping them to be? Well, uh, it depends on how well they're managing fan expectations. <laughs> um, because <laughs> that's a really nice way to say it. <laughs> because no, I don't think this year. I don't think this is going to be the year. But I also don't know if they're necessarily building for this year. I think they're building for next year, and. Uh, is small sample size, but watching Rui Machida in the Olympics was phenomenal. Uh, I am if if you're looking for any one thing to be excited about this Washington team in you know ten seconds or less, pay attention to what she does this season because if she gets on the floor, I think that could be really fun. But more than that, I think you want to establish yourself as just a team that free agents want to come play for in 2023 because this is a team I fully expect to be very active in that free agency period that is going to feature a lot of stars on the move. And I think this is a team that they don't have a ton of commitments uh, money-wise long-term. They can go out. They've got money to spend. Hopefully, they've got a healthy Elena Deladon to pair free agents with and say, like, hey, come win a championship. We've done it before. We know what it's about. I, but I do. I think they're building for 2023. I mean, that's me trying to demystify a front office that I don't know personally, but I, I'm sure they want to go out and win and compete this year and make the playoffs. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but if they conduct themselves well and show some development for some of those younger pieces, um, this could be a completely transformed team after next free agency and be back on track. I like that. And actually don't, I don't think that you're far off from that take on, basically trying to make this the place for free agents to come because we know that next year's free agency is going to be really, really crazy. Well, has the potential potential. to has potential because so many big names are going to be coming up uh, for are going to be, you know, on the end of their contract as we head into this next season. So I could easily see that being the case. I think that they brought in some players. They've got some nice role players around, uh, Della Don, uh, and, and others. They've got, they've got potential here. And if they can put it together, they've got, they've got pieces. They've got serviceable pieces at every position, but I don't, again, there's, if you go just across the board, you mentioned this in other, in other areas, Position by position, I don't know how many head-to-head matchups you're taking the Washington Mystics uh, to win. You know, in five positions across the across the court, yeah, they, or, or they the majority have, of those five positions, they don't have a great athletic advantage really anywhere in their starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think that can change. Like I I keep referencing 2023 only because I I do think it matters. Like what your perception of the the team is as an outsider. Because right now, like if you're if you're a free agent this last offseason, would you rather go to Los Angeles or Atlanta or the New York LA. Liberty or Atlanta? Yeah. Or, you know, I'm kind of throwing Indiana and Atlanta under the bus because they finished like 11 and 12 last year. But that's just you can you can have a bad finish, but still be a, a franchise that I think can be attractive if you do it the mm-hmm. right way. And if you think like, hey, this is our like one down year, but we're going to rebound. Versus like we're in like a five-year rebuild and you want to stay away from us. So I think if the Mystics can avoid that scenario, they're going to be just fine. I think that's a good take. 
I, I'd agree with that. I think that's a really strong take. Um, Logan, we're going to keep this one somewhat short, but I am very curious to see where you and I are going to put the Washington Mystics as far as the range in which we think they are going to finish the season. So, Logan, I'm going to kick it over to you. I want to know where do you have the Washington Mystics at the end of the at the end of the 2022 season? I think they could potentially snag the final playoff spot. Uh, they were, I mean, they tied the Liberty record-wise last year at 12 and 20. Sparks were also 12 and 20. A couple tiebreakers happened. They missed the playoffs. I think it's possible. I, I don't want to rule any team with this kind of talent out of the playoffs. Um, much more likely, I think they probably finish at 10. Okay. I like that. Um, I think that that's where a lot of people probably are looking to have them. Um, uh, and, and I don't think you're far off. I, I do think, I do think that I, I would have a really hard time seeing them with home court advantage in the playoffs. I, I think that I'm going to see Washington. Yeah. Probably about a nine seed, maybe a 10 seed. Um, I think their ceiling, like if things go really well for them, um, could be, could, could be a little bit higher, but I don't, I have so many doubts about them actually hitting their ceiling. And a lot of that's yeah. because we've seen, I mean, Deladon, her, so much is going to hinge on her and, her back situation, even when they won the championship, was less than stellar. Really, they had to kind of rely a lot on Emma Miesemann. Yeah. They've lost if, Emma Miesemann. If I traveled, they, if I, if August 2022 Logan traveled back in time to this moment and said, Elena Delaton's going to have like a really good year. Not like a dominant year, but she's going to be like an all-star caliber. Like she's going to be a little bit of the old Deladon. Like where would you put this team in that scenario? If El- if if Delon has like an all star type season, like a good good season, I think they could easily be like a six or seven seed. Okay, I think I think they've got the pieces to do that. I really do. I think that Heinz Allen's got a lot of experience. Elizabeth Williams is an underrated big that's coming in. Uh, that's going to make a lot of difference there. Alicia Clark is p- potentially the best perimeter defender in uh, in the entire league. And so I, th- I think there's there's good pieces there. Shakira Austin obviously has been touted as as someone who's going to come in with a lot of defense. Ariel Atkins, we forget, was on Team USA's roster. Like she's she's very good. So um, I think they've got the right pieces. If Deladon can come in and be that strong piece, um, without Deladon, I'm afraid that they probably don't have enough. Just you kind of have to have a one A. Every team has to have yeah. a one A and without Deladon, I have a really hard time figuring out who that would be for this team. And that, that makes it scary. Um, so that being the case, I, I, I have hesitation about Deladon. I do think that there's a really high likelihood that she misses at least some time um, this season. And because of that, that's why I've got them down at the ninth end. I don't usually like to make predictions based around injuries, but just, history of this injury. Um, and even when she was playing with it before that's, that that's kind of my safe bet is I hope she proves me wrong. I hope she's in fantastic health and, and, and totally proved me wrong, but that's, that's where I got to put them is that that nine ten spot. Yeah. I think that's totally fair. I want the mystics to like us. So I wish I could pick them higher right now. 
Um, and <laughs> so I, true. I'm I'm also not against like reverse jinxing them into being a great team this year. So. <laughs> hey, if if last year taught us anything. The Washington Mystics should be celebrating right now <laughs> after listening to this episode. So oh, they're gosh. like, sweet, we just locked home court advantage. Like, yeah, congrats. That's guaranteed. Happy, you know, good. You're welcome. So <laughs> Washington is the first of our two teams that will be kicking off the season. Uh, they have the first game of the 2022 season against the Indiana Fever. That's going to be May 6th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, streamed live on Facebook. If you have a Facebook account, you can watch this game for free. So, should be really easy to watch Washington's very first game. Um, so go ahead, check that out, May 6th, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. But that's all we've got for you for this team preview. For WMA Nation, I'm Kyle Haywood. I'm Logan Jones. And we got you next time.